something a bit different for you today, folks. The BMX team for the Worlds, I think it is, has been named and one of our best performing in recent times, Rico Beerman, joins me from France of all places. G'day, Rico. How are you? Good, mate. Whereabouts in France are you? Um, I'm currently currently in the little town of Sarianne, which is uh, near Avignon, so south of France. Wow. Wow. Okay. So BMX. BMX. Yep. I, a little birdie tells me you threw your leg over a BMX bike without training wheels at three years old, and then you won the national champs at four years old. That's ridiculous. Man, I think, I think uh, you remember more than me. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been racing nearly your whole life, nearly your whole life. What's special about BMX to you? I know. I just love the the adrenaline. Um, when I was younger, just being able to go out there and jump the jumps and learn how to do different skills that really, I guess, hooked me. And I've never looked back. And now, being older, being able to travel around the world and compete and see pretty cool places and do pretty cool things. So it's a it's a pretty cool sport. Other sports? Did you play other sports growing up? Like, I guess, in the school grounds, you can't just hoon around on your BMX bike. Um, you do other stuff. Yeah, I played um, soccer until I was around 13, 14, I think it was, and then decided I had to focus on one and chose BMX, and I guess it's uh, the right decision. We've produced some really good um, BMX exponents in the country over quite a period of time. I think pretty much, though, the trailblazer was Sarah Walker. Do you remember watching her as a youngster? Yeah, um, I mean, I've hung out with Sarah quite a bit from a young age, which is pretty cool. I think when I was young, I won my first world title as a amateur. I think I was six, and she won the, and maybe wrong, but the junior elite worlds. And yeah, so I guess from a young age, I've I've been around Sarah, and she's uh, played a big part in my in my career. Now you're 19, is that right? Yeah, and you're traveling the world. This is living the dream. Yeah, living the dream for sure. <laughs> What's your drivers, Rico? What 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 is what drives you? Is it is it the travel? Is it success? Is it growing as a person? Where's your competitive edge come from? To be honest, traveling like constantly on the plane and everything gets a bit overwhelming and it's kind of annoying, I guess. But uh, just I want to get to the Olympics and reach the highest point, and I guess sporting like the the highest point in sport and try to get an Olympic medal. That's the goal. That's a good goal. That's a good goal. Now, you've just recently competed in an event, and I watched a yeah. replay. I think it was of your last race, and you went across the line with four fingers. Four, and I thought, <laughs> is that a little sign to his homies back home, or what? what's that? But I understand you won four races. Yeah, so we've had four um, World Cups this year, and I've managed to go four back-to-back and win them all. And I guess when I won the second one, I did two, like I pulled two to the camera and then won three and then put three to the camera. And then I was like, right, I won four, now i got to pull the four. So I guess it's just it just started and it's uh, still going, which is good. So if you win two more, you're going to have to take both hands off the bike. <laughs> I'm going to have to learn how to do a hand and pull the brake. <laughs> so what were those events? It's, can you tell us what the season looks like in BMX? Yeah, so the start of the year, I was based in America training with 
my team's veto and doing the USA Pro Series over there. And the first World Cup um, was in Turkey about a month ago, and we did the round one and two in Turkey, and then flew straight to the Netherlands for round three and four um, of the World Cup Series. And now I'm in tra- uh, France training, and we've got the World Champs next month in August. Uh, next month in Scotland, um, I think it's the 13th of August. Um, which is which is going to be a cool event with all the cycling disciplines going to Scotland at the same time, um, and then I'll go home for a couple of weeks and then back to France for the next World Cup and then to Argentina for the next World Cup and then back to America to finish off the USA Pro Series and then that's it for the year. So it's busy, but it's it's good. Wow! So I'm intrigued. The USA Pro Series. Uh, I, I'm picturing it's like a stadium event. There's people everywhere. There's Yahoo. There's loud music. Is that what the American Pro Series looks like? Most of the tracks outdoors, um, but yeah, there's there's I think over a thousand riders every weekend with uh, little kids and older people, and the pro the pro racing gathers a good crowd. And there's a there's a lot more I guess money and sponsoring involved in those races, so. It's, it's a pretty cool scene to be involved in. So being 19, you're racing in the under-23s. Is it? Do you take the step up once you're 23 or 24, or do you go up when you feel like you're ready or when your team says you can go? So in America, I race um, elite men, so that's open. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess it's good doing that, getting some experience and racing with the top dogs and then coming to the World Cup that, under 23 is an option. Um, and, yeah, I guess you can stay under 23 until you're 23. But um, I guess, like, last year the world champion under 23 was 23 and he moved up because he had to. But I plan to race world next month as an under 23 and then move up to the elite category after that. How do you plan out a race meeting? Because you have a lot of races um, and, you know, the – the gate goes down and it just seems like it's hell for leather. Is there any tactics or is it just balls to the wall and go as fast as you can? Well, I guess you have your routines before the before the race and you get on the gate and you know what you've got to do. And um, At a World Cup, for example, the your race is timed and the fastest lap time gets the first selection for the next race. Um, and ideally being inside is an advantage um, unless you prefer the outside, but I prefer the inside. So going for the lap time each time, each race is uh, important so I can get the first lane choice and go inside as possible. And leading to that first corner over the first few jumps into that first corner leading is so crucial, isn't it? Yeah, being out front is uh, always an advantage. It's a clear track and no one, you, no one in your way to slow you down. Um, but you've got, you've got races that are really good from the back and, middle of the pack that can make moves and make it work. But, yeah, being up front is always always the best place to be. Tricky question, given you've won the last four World Cups, but being a, a professional athlete, what's your weakness? Weakness. Man, I guess just holding it. I want to say holding it together under pressure, but the last four races has actually gone really well. Um, but just believing in myself and – doing what I know I can do best and making it happen when it counts. And I guess winning helps that, doesn't it? And the other thing 
watching some of your races. Now, I don't know what you call the bump. In, in motocross or supercross, they call it the whoops. I don't know if you call it the whoops, all those bumps. You fly through yeah, those. Pretty, um, you just push your bike back down on the ground and the others get a bit more air. And I saw a guy coming up on you in one of those four races, but through the whoops, you just you just put the foot down. It's it's probably a lot more technical than laymen like me understand. <laughs> yeah, so I guess it's pretty similar. We call it the rhythm section. Um, so we call it the rhythm section in BMX. So whoops. Um, but yeah, you can you can choose different lines, and the line I chose down that third straight, um, I think it was the race you're talking about in Poland, was the the faster line, manually through it, and the French guy was jumping through it, which I managed to pull away a bit. So. I had a I had a good line down there. What's the What's the community of riders like? Like you, you know, you roll your sleeves up and you want to beat them and bash them. But I, I'm guessing it it could potentially get a bit lonely on tour. You're away from friends and families and girlfriends and all that sort of thing. And do you lean on your fellow competitors for camaraderie away from the track? Yeah, I guess there's there's people that that don't like to hang out with their competitors, and then there's people like I guess myself who I enjoy. I enjoy having company and being mates with everyone outside racing. And even on race days, I'm pretty friendly to everyone until it gets, it gets time to race and you're on the gate and then it's, you're in your zone. Um, and I got my girlfriend over here traveling with me. So it's, it's cool. Fantastic. Fantastic. So map out, um, map out a week. Like, do you, do you have a coach with you? Do you have a remote coach and, and what, what does your trainings look like between race events? Yeah. So, um, Kurt Pickard's my coach. He uh, lives in Tauranga and he went to the Olympics and been with him for a couple of years now. And being here in Sariand, it's me. And then there's a French rider that he coaches and also the world champ and elite many coaches now. And he's here as well. So this week we're all training together and it's three, three sessions on the track and two times in the gym um, with a couple of sprint sessions in between. And at the moment it's a bit of a, I guess, a strength top up before Worlds and then we'll start to taper off and get things going before the Worlds. So I'd imagine being such, it's a bit like the 50 metre freestyle, it's just like flat out. Do you work on, on like fast twitch, reactions, explosiveness, all that sort of thing? Yeah, I guess all of the above. Um, trying to be explosive and strong is the important things and getting down to the bottom of the hill and yeah, just being as fast as possible. Brilliant. Oh, well, Rico, it's fantastic to share your story briefly, as it was, across New Zealand. How can yeah. people follow you and, and your your journey on the, the goal? The goal is the Olympics, and I'm bloody sure you're going to get there. Um, but we, we want to watch you hang out five fingers, but I really want to watch you hang out six fingers. How can we follow what you're doing? I guess just uh, Instagram and Facebook. It's just Rico Beerman, um, my name, and that's it. R-I-C-O, beer like the grizzly beer, man like you and me. Rico, uh, fantastic that you've uh, chatted to us out of France. We're going to be following you, and we wish you all the very best, champ. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.